Have you dreamed about opening a boutique since childhood? Maybe you have a store, but now you're ready to expand. Well, guess what? You're in exactly the place where you're meant to be. Welcome to the Boost Your Boutique Podcast, hosted by Emily Benson, retail boutique consultant, best-selling author, and a motivational speaker. In this podcast, you'll learn how to manage your boutique better, have balance in your life, and learn from experts who care. So whether you've been in the business for decades or you're just getting started, it's important to get help from someone who's been there and someone who's going to coach you along the way. So head over to BoostYourBoutique.com to learn more today. And now, here's Emily. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of the Boost Your Boutique podcast. I'm your host, Emily Benson, and I am so excited today to introduce you to someone who's pretty important in my life. Now, if you've been enjoying the podcast, I want to give a quick reminder to you that I would so appreciate your help in adding a rating and review on iTunes or Stitcher, whichever you listen on. It's really easy. It takes about 30 seconds. So I appreciate that. I appreciate you. And like I said, I'm excited to introduce you to my partner in life, Greg Bua. He is a business school graduate. He's an eternal optimist. And he's someone who truly has helped me evolve my life and my business over the past five years. You know, I talk about coaching all day long, and Greg has been part of my coaching team, to be honest, and I've been part of his too. But we have taken designing our life to an entirely new level in the past three years. A lot of times people say to us, oh, well, you guys have such a nice life, and, you know, they kind of act jealous. Listen. The bottom line is, is that Greg and I have made conscious decisions in our relationship and guided our lives together in the direction where we can have more fun. And we've decided to define what that fun looks like for us. So in this episode, Greg is going to talk about how to put more thought into your life and how to add more value into your business. I'm excited because all of this advice is the advice you'd get over dinner in a conversation with Greg and I. But we've condensed it into some super helpful tips and some really actionable items in this episode so that you can immediately start to change your business and have more fun in your life. I know you're going to love this episode. So here we go. Hi, Greg. I'm excited that you're here. Why don't you introduce yourself and let everyone know what you do? My name is Greg Bua. I'm an author and world-class optimist. And I help people to have more fun and see more opportunities for magic in their life. So you have this 80-20 rule that I think a lot of people have backwards. So do you want to explain that rule? Yeah, it's pretty simple. A lot of people in this world spend 80% of their time working after spending 20% of their time trying to figure out what to do. I spend... 20% of my time working after spending 80% of my time figuring out what to do. You're a big advocate for thought over action. Why do you think it's more important to put thought in rather than action? Because I know for myself for so long and so many women I work with, they think, I have to work harder, I have to work harder. But you're more along the lines of, 
I need to think a little bit longer and harder before I actually go and take that action. It's not so much thought as imagination. I've spent my whole life trying to figure out from where I am right now, what's the coolest, most fun thing I could possibly do. Consequently, I've traveled around the entire world. I've written a book that was included in the collection of the ex-chairman of the National Endowment for the Humanities at University of North Carolina. And I've done all kinds of crazy things. One of the new things that I have on deck that I haven't done yet, but I want to do, is travel around the world without flying. So for me, it's not so much thinking, it's imagining, trying to get inspired, and trying to come up with ideas that are magical and inspiring and give me all sorts of motivation to go out and do them. So lots of people might say, well, but I need to make money. And so how does this imagination thing play into the real world, Greg? Like, how do we actually make money with our imagination? I would say, first of all, imagine an amount of money that you're really excited to make. You need to get yourself excited. You need to give yourself motivation because that's what really is going to get you somewhere in life. Remember the other night when we were listening to that Esther Hicks thing? And she brought up this woman and she's like, well, how much money do you want to make? And the woman's like, well, I did some how much money I want to make calculation and it came out at $52 million. And everybody in the audience laughed and she kind of just stopped. And then they moved on from there because she was embarrassed or whatever. Yeah. I went to a weekend long course on how to become a millionaire and we did the same thing. And I decided that I needed to make $8 million a year. And I told that to someone and they're like, Wow, that's a lot of money. And I said, first of all, this is an imaginary exercise. And second of all, if I'm trying to decide how much money I want to make a year, it doesn't matter if it's a lot of money because that's how much money I want to make. And frankly, $8 million a year is far more inspiring than $129,387 a year. So if you really want to have spectacular, amazing, inspiring, incredible results... You've got to come up with spectacular, amazing, incredible ideas to try and goals to shoot for. So we have a lot of women who I work with who say things like, I don't like to set goals because I don't want to get disappointed. Or I don't want to shoot really high because what if I don't get there? What would you say to those women to help them stretch that imagination and feel good and feel like they're not going to get laughed at when they say, I want to make a million dollars? Well, first of all, keep it to yourself. Don't go telling people that you want to make a million dollars because no matter what the situation around you making a million dollars is, there are going to be a lot of people out there who are going to respond in ways that might not be encouraging to your statement that you want to make a million dollars. A great thing about having big goals is you're not going to get to big goals unless you change the way you do things for the better. Having big goals is great because it forces you to learn a whole new way of using your life, which is probably in the end more valuable than the actual goal you set. Because if you set some big goal and you learn how to use your life to get to that big goal, next year you can set an even bigger goal and learn what you've learned to get to that bigger goal. And after you get to that bigger goal, the first goal that you set, it's probably not gonna even be that impressive. What the real value of getting to that first goal was 
that you learn how to use your life in a different way. Is there a way that you can share with my amazing listeners that you get comfortable with big goals that you set for yourself? Like what's a great example of something they could take away and do to help them get more comfortable with this idea? I've come up with this thing that you've come up with the great name of emotional set point meditation for. That's really the easiest way to burn any of these desires into your brain to get you from, wow, that sounds crazy to this is something I'm going to do. You've built it into your subconscious picture of your world. So what you do is sit up straight, take a breath in and out of your diaphragm, go stick your stomach way out, push it back in and breathe out. That's the breathing element. Then what you're going to do is you're going to inhale through your stomach and then whatever you want to do, you say, wouldn't it be nice if I made $8 million this year? So it's inhale. Wouldn't it be nice if I made $8 million this year? Wouldn't it be nice if I made $8 million this year? And how long should you do it for? What I like to do is set my phone timer for a minute and 24 seconds. Now that's 84 seconds. Now in order to get the maximum benefit out of this, you need to do it for 67 seconds. So if you do it for 84 seconds and it takes, you know, 10 seconds to catch on, you're still above the 67 seconds. Based on my understanding of how these things work, you should be able to in one day to maybe a week by doing this once a day or so, have this thing burned into your head. And then when you think about it, you will think, yeah, that's something I'm going to do. Absolutely. Even if conscious thoughts come up against it. And once you've decided internally that this is something you're going to do, you will find all the answers and all the ways that you need to find to get to it. I love the emotional set point meditation. I feel like it has made so many of my goals feel more comfortable to me because when I set these scary goals, they're like a little scary, but my subconscious starts to get more comfortable over time as I do these meditations. And I find myself smiling by the end of them and being really excited and kind of feeling my body be lighter and more free. So this is something that's changed me. I know it's changed you. And I've actually experimented on a few clients and they're loving it. Good. That sounds great. I'm very happy that I can share this with you guys. To people who might be resistant of meditating and setting these big goals and, you know, evolving throughout their life, what would you say to them that's kind of helped you adapt and become someone who meditates and evolves and changes? Well, I mean, that's the point of it. That's what you're doing. I don't know why you have a store. I don't know if having a store is a way that you just have one goal, which is to make more money. I think that you have a store because you want to have a store and you're not really sure exactly what having a store is going to get you. 
but you know that having a store is going to change your life in all these fun ways and you're going to get all these fun things out of it. So if your whole goal is to have a store and have all these wonderful surprises come year after year, in order for that to happen, things are going to have to change from the way they are right now. So if you're not jumping into it and saying, how do I want things to change? What am I excited about happening? How can I make these new things happen? You're not going to get what you wanted to have out of getting a store in the first place. I totally agree. I feel like part of having a store is being a host and interacting with other women and making them feel good about themselves. And I know for me that was a huge part of having the fashion truck and my brick and mortar store. One of the things I find that so many women are doing these days in their boutique and product selling businesses is either not charging enough for their merchandise or feeling like they have to constantly give discounts, constantly do giveaways, and really discounting their items. You and I have had conversations about this and why it's so important not to discount what you're doing because... Sure, there's the price of goods, but there's also a piece of magic and a piece of service within what you're doing that you have to kind of figure into your cost. Well, so we're talking about your, the whole reason you're in this is because you want things to change in fun and exciting and surprising new ways. If you think that you're going to make this amount of money and this is how you make this amount of money and in order to make this amount of money, this is what you have to do. You're wrong because part of this whole adventure that you're on is going, oh my God, I can't believe I made this much money. So if you limit how much you charge and you say, oh, I have to give away so much to make this, you're never going to be surprised at how much money you make. So you owe it to yourself to at least set up the possibility that you're going to be like, oh my God, I made this much money. And in order to do that, you got to listen to Emily's advice about margins and not giving too much stuff away. I always say part of what's in the margin is the boutique owner factor of being the stylist, being the editor, being the curator, and sort of the magic that goes into taking items and making them saleable, really. Because, I mean, you've seen when I get packages in the store and what they look like, you know, that whole magic factor is so important. Yeah, you're adding value in so many ways and in so many ways that are invisible to the customer. One of your jobs as a store owner is to add as much value as you possibly can to these things. And that will be reflected in how much money you make. If you have something you paid $5 for and you're supposed to sell it for $15, that means that if you just be professional about it, because that's all you really need to do, you just need to maintain professional standards. And if the professional standard of how much you should charge is $15, that means if you're just professional about it, you just do what you're supposed to do. Don't try to get too fancy, but just fulfill your responsibility to yourself and to the customer. You're gonna add 200% value to this product that you paid $5 for and now you're selling for $15. Here's an example. I've been in your store when you got in new product. I saw you open the box and there was this thing wrapped in plastic. It was so unidentifiable 
that if you ran a contest, you put a picture of it up on Facebook and you said, if you can tell me what this is, I'll send it to you for free. No one would win it. So you, by taking the product from that state, when it comes in the box wrapped up in plastic to, you know, a cool modeling spread on the internet or a cool display in your store, you're adding that value by just hosting your store, by just sitting there and welcoming people in and creating an atmosphere, be it in person in a store, in your truck, or creating the aesthetic atmosphere on your website, you're adding that value. And you can see this value, you know, take Louis Vuitton bags, for example. You were telling me that, you know, a $1,000 bag costs $300 to make. Where does that $700 of value come from? It comes from their aura, which they've created by doing all these little things all along. And no one will tell you that that value isn't there. People might say, oh, I'd never pay that much for that bag. But no one can tell you that that extra $700 is not fair market value for that because the minute you throw it up on eBay, you can see that it's fair market value. So that's how you, as a store owner, add value, and it's real, tangible, economic, fair market value, which if you discount too much, you're only cheating yourself. I mean, I like to compare it to restaurants. You could go to a Five Guys and have a burger, and it's going to be really basic. There's going to be peanut shells all over the floor. Guys are going to be yelling behind the cash wrap. Or you could go to a steakhouse that has a burger on the menu, and you're going to pay $20 for that burger. But you're going to have a beautiful linen. You're going to have a waiter. You're going to probably have alcohol served there. It's going to be a completely different level of service. And that's where that magic of value comes in. It's the same beef from the same distributor, but the way it's prepared, the way it's presented, the atmosphere is exactly the point that I think boutique owners need to look at and say, what's the atmosphere of my store? What is the atmosphere of my website? And that's where the up-leveling comes in. Because you might have a similar style to Kohl's, but... Kohl's is not fun to shop in. There's no customer service there. And there's like stuff all over the floor in the dressing room. <laughs> so it's going to be higher price. It's going to be more special coming from your boutique. I like that example about the restaurant. Yeah, it's super applicable. It sure is. It's easier to see it in that than it might be with clothing, which is just one individual product. Yeah. I want to ask you my two ending questions here because this has been a really great conversation and I think my listeners are going to have a lot to chew on after this. So what is your favorite item you've ever bought at a boutique? Well, I'm going to get creative with the definition of a boutique here because you told me that a boutique was a very small store. So I'm going to call the Lego store a boutique because it's a very small store. They're very rare. And I'm going to say the... Um, the orange Porsche GT3, which was a good 15 to 20 hours building fun. <laughs> Your life is very focused on how much fun you're having, which is one of the reasons I enjoy spending time with you because I can be pretty serious and workaholic-y, so <laughs> you do keep it light. Well, you know, people talk about 
being serious and workaholic and all this stuff. And it's like, again, it goes back to the 80-20 rule. What are you serious about? What are you workaholic about? If you're a workaholic about making sure you're enjoying yourself from moment to moment, that's going to pay off. If you're serious about enjoying your life, that's going to pay off. If you're a workaholic about things that aren't going to increase your enjoyment of life directly, not thinking you're going to get to them indirectly, I can't speak to that because I wouldn't try to do that. If there was one thing you wanted listeners to take away from this conversation, what would that be? First of all, you need to maintain professional standards so that you know if you're putting in the effort, you're going to get at least a certain baseline level of results out of it. And of course, you, Emily, are great at teaching people these professional standards. What I would add to that is once you've done that, try to have as much fun as you possibly can doing it. Try to do what you're excited about. If you think that you want to do something, go do it. Because in the end, what's really going to matter to you is how much you enjoy what you're doing and how motivated you are to get up tomorrow and do it again. And the best way to maximize those two things is by going straight after what you enjoy. Awesome. So where can people get in touch with you? Where can they hear more about having more fun in their life? Go to my website, gregbuer.com. That's G-R-E-G-B-U-I-A.com. Go look for my book, Have Fun, by Gregory C. Buwa on Amazon. Go check out my Facebook page, Gregory C. Buwa on Facebook. And most importantly, my Instagram page, Gregory C. Buwa. Because that's probably the social media page that I have the most fun with. <laughs> you do love Instagram. I do love Instagram, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks for joining me. You're welcome. I'll see you in a minute when this is done recording. <laughs> did you love this episode as much as I did? Head over to iTunes and rate and review the Boost Your Boutique podcast so more amazing and creative boutique owners like you can find out about it. And don't forget, head over to BoostYourBoutique.com to learn more.